0: Welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and our guest today is Tom Sullivan. Tom is a semi-retired owner of a business, and he is the survivor of 20 years of suffering from chronic pain, 28 surgeries, three heart attacks, a stroke, and opioid addiction. Several years ago, he successfully transitioned from suffering chronic pain to leading a pain-free existence. Welcome.
0: Thank you, Tom. Tom, welcome back to the show. Um, You were on a couple months ago telling your story. I just want to review really briefly for the audience who you are and why I have you back. So Tom represents somebody who I never thought would ever be possible. I always thought after three or four surgeries, it was done no matter what we did. But I started seeing people with more and more surgeries still get better. I started seeing people with phantom limb pain get better, which seems really odd to me, but it's been consistent. And then Tom comes along who spent 22 years in chronic pain, had 28 surgeries, and four or five years ago, went to pain free. So what happened while he's back, he went through an episode this last six months that I think is very illustrative about how powerful anger is, how to process it, and what the outcomes can be. But Tom so represents a remarkable story of healing, even in the face of incredible trauma, incredible time in the abyss, and a lot of darkness. So Tom, welcome back, and you are definitely an inspiration for me personally. Thank you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pleased to be here with you today. So what, what I'd like to do is spend most of the time with the current episode, but I just want to review with you briefly that I know you're pain for 22 years, 28 surgeries. And then the story you tell at a rehab center, your rehab doctor really confronted you with anger, which you think you didn't have. And of course, the question I always ask my patients, which really irritates them, I go, well, what about the pain? And they get really angry. And so, so I just was curious, I'll just pick up the story where you'd been through the rehab center. You, had, you were very open about this. You had a suicide attempt. You had to come off narcotics. and were able to start thinking more clearly. But at some tipping point, you realized that anger was an issue. So I guess my first question is, how can you go through, I mean, I did this myself. So I'm asking this rhetorically, but you went through 28 surgeries, 22 years of severe chronic pain, lost of marriage, all sorts of stuff going on. But you didn't think you were angry. Does that seem sort of amazing to you in retrospect? Well, it it does. But I'm I'm
2: one of those one of those uh, people that uh, is eternally optimistic, and so I always felt that in the early years that I was going to get better. But then, as as time went on, of course, I I didn't get better and I got worse. So. Uh, The uh, uh, when I saw the uh, the doctor that that helped me make my breakthrough, uh, I I didn't realize that I, I was as angry as I was, and then and then I it finally started to come through that, yeah, I was really angry at the spinal surgeon, the neurosurgeon that screwed up the first surgery, and then that precipitated three more in the same place, so he went, quote, back in there, end of quote. And so that was, uh, I, I guess, that was the beginning of of my my getting angry. But the the surgeries came over a period of three years, and I really didn't have time to get angry. I was, I was taking the time trying to get better, but I was in so much pain I wasn't getting better. And then as as it as the uh, as I started to get into the into the abyss. I started losing all these physical functions that I had taken for granted my whole life like going for a run or playing racquetball or riding my bicycle with my children or even walking. <clears throat> I had I had difficulty with all these things. <clears throat> I couldn't ski. You know, I couldn't play racquetball. All the fun things that I used to do I couldn't do and I didn't realize it but I hadn't, not only had I not grieved about it but I hadn't expressed my anger about it. I hadn't developed it into
0: my mind. Right. So you just got used to it. So I, I, I agree with you that you get used, so used to being angry, you don't even realize that it's anger anymore. Is that a first statement? I think that's that's true.
2: Yeah. And and I think there's different kinds of anger. And the anger that I you know that I that I was I had was
0: just was overwhelming. <clears throat> right. So it, I, I know the doctor kept asking you, know, you know, Tom, why are you so angry? Why are you so angry? So I know it hit you hard. But you also related the fact that within two weeks after you recognized your anger, let's skip the process right now, your pain started to resolve. It did. And uh, a big part of that was <clears throat> getting back control
2: of my mind. I had lost control of my mind when I was on narcotics and, and all the pain. When I decided to stop taking the narcotics. I got clarity of thought, and then I was able to, to uh, start to process what I had to do to get better. And I, I, I concentrated on trying to find another way other than the Western medicine, surgeries, drugs,
0: injections. So just to fast forward a bit, so I know with ups and downs, I know you get better from the rehab center. I realized you were back in control and went another step further. You've been part of the DOC journey, the direct your own care journey. You made lots of progress. And so for the last four or five years, you've been relatively pain-free and quite functional compared to what you were the prior 20 years. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely right. true. Right. And I've, I want to make one comment before I to into the current story that I really want to spend some time with is that I've watched this over and over and over again. And people can get better, a lot better without processing their anger, but they can't really heal. They just can't do it. And you want to try out all these shortcuts around it because first of all, people do like, like to be angry. It's not a very complimentary sensation and you don't really good to yourself or to other people. My wife and I have a little comment, which is not really a joke is that anger isn't attractive. My wife's attractive, but when she's angry, not so attractive. When I'm angry, I'm not sure I'm attractive in the first place, but I'm certainly not attractive after I'm angry. So anger is a big issue, but I always called processing anger the shortcut to healing. And you're, you represent that really well. Well,
2: absolutely. I, I did everything, uh, all the steps through the journey. I did them all. But then I stopped at the end because I, I didn't get over the anger aspect of it. And right. once I got over, once I processed that and turned off all these all these hateful feelings, all these resentments, all these anger toward people, places, and things, once I was able
0: to do that, Everything changed immediately. I want to jump fast forward to this last summer is when this all started. When did this all start, Tom? The most recent? Yeah, this this started late last summer. My uh, my go around with my neighbor. Right. So we're almost a year into this now, correct? Yeah, we're getting. So right. I'm going to yeah. tell you my side of the story. So on my side of the story, Tom and I have been back and forth a long time. We've made some videos on him. He's been on podcasts. He's been incredibly su- supportive. And of course, I love telling this story. I mean, it keeps me inspired also because the key word with healing from chronic pain is the word persistence. And he certainly illustrates that. But what happened last summer, um, something happened and Tom got angry. And I'm going, Tom, you're welcome to stay angry, but be careful because when you stay anger, first of all, we're trying to get rid of the word anger. We're trying to use the word for anxiety. We're just trying to say activated nervous system. And for anger, we're saying hyperactivated nervous, nervous system. And then when... You're all over the map. We call that a dysregulated nervous system. In other words, your emotions start losing connection with the environment. So Tom was hyperactivated last summer. I said, Tom, be careful. It was sort of a joke because I said, you can stay angry if you want, but be careful. So Tom, if you spend a little bit of time telling us what happened exactly and what your reaction was, and then come up. Do you remember that conversation that we had last summer? Yeah. I yes. Do. And yeah. I, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. You did.
2: You did. But, you know, I was enjoying being angry at him. Right. I I didn't like him in the first place. And then I have this this meditative sanctuary in my yard. And it was completely surrounded with these beautiful green cedar trees. I've got a fountain. I've got a porch. I sit there and I listen to the music from my water feature. And it is my place of refuge and sanctuary. And his wife came over one day and said, "We're going to cut down all those trees." And I said, "Oh, you can't do that. You know, you, you don't want to do that." She says, "Yeah, we're going to redo the yard here this fall, so we're going to take these trees down." <clears throat> and I didn't react to her because I like I like her. She's a nice lady. Uh, <clears throat> but then we got I got into a discussion with her husband, who's you know running the project, <clears throat> and I said, "You know." I'd really like to talk to you about this before you, you know, before you hire the cutter. He says, No, I don't care. And what he was saying was, I don't care about you. You know, I only care about me. And that tipped me over. That really pissed me off. I got really angry at the guy and he wasn't going to back off. And he wouldn't, you know, just his wife comes over a week later and says it's it's set for October. It happened on my birthday. That really pissed me off. And but I wasn't letting go because I enjoyed finally being angry at him about something. You know, I, he he he'd done a few little things that didn't really make me mad, but you know, he finally did the thing that said. I said to myself, oh, "Okay, I can be mad at him now." And then and then I took it with him and bigger, and I extended it too long, and I knew I was starting to get into a little trouble but my mind was so set on being angry at him that I couldn't see the forest through the trees, literally. And then once I calmed down, I was able
0: to shut it off. Right, but let's go back to the conversation. So when did that conversation occur about the trees being cut down? Uh, That was in uh, uh, mid-September. Okay, so that obviously started the process. Yep. And then you talked to him, which it got worse. Yeah, indeed. And then the trees got cut down, which didn't help on your birthday. So we had a stepwise progression of anger, or let's say hyperactivated nervous system. Yes. So I had a conversation with you after the trees were down and you were really pissed. We have a Q&A session every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now, the Q&A session is, is when it came up and I called you afterwards. I go, Look, Tom, we had this thing called the Ring of Fire, which is a circle that has a green center, which is safe and contentment. There's a red ring, which is oh, which is anxiety and anger or an activated nervous system, then the blue, which is life, and so you have to deal with anger and anxiety every day. Your, your nervous system gets activated every day. So we use the ring of fire as a metaphor of just saying, okay, I'm in the green, red or the blue, and you can decide how long. It's fine to be in the red, but you have to make a choice how long you want to stay there. So what happened to you before you you healed years ago is that like You, I didn't even know the red ring existed. That was my life. It was just sort of this chaos and reacting. So with the ring of fire metaphor, you create an awareness that I'm in the center and relax, which you probably were in your sanctuary. And then blue is when you go out on your boat and have a good time. And then red, of course, is when you're angry or activated and upset. And so I asked the question on the round table one day, which color are you in? And you raised your hand and said, I'm in the red. And then what happened after that? I talked to uh, you good. do you, you remember that conversation
2: yeah I remember the conversation you were sitting and you were basically saying Tom wake up you know just pay attention here and uh, <clears throat> I'm a, a little stubborn at time an really? Irishman <laughs> and uh, I didn't listen at the time I just I I was uh, I was uh, I was pretty upset you know it was Go
0: ahead. But, you know, one of the problems when you're angry, you know, it inflames your brain. In other words, you throw off these inflammatory cytokines, which are little proteins in the brain itself, and your blood flow changes away from the thinking centers to the survival centers. So you're in this fight or flight mode and you cannot think clearly. It's actually not possible to think clearly when you are angry, period. End of story. You may think you are, but the blood flow isn't even going to the thinking center of the brain. So I made the comment, well, Tom, you're welcome to be upset which is normal. The question is, how long do you want to stay there? And you made the comment, you made a joke, well, I'm enjoying being angry. I go, okay, so do I. I mean, anger is addicting. And people don't want to let it go. That's the biggest obstacle to healing by the way, is that people do not want, do want, first of all, acknowledge that they're angry. And second of all, it's addicting. And I finally decided after 20 years of this that I will never want to give up anger. It feels too good. It still feels good to me. I mean, even though I don't like it, it still feels very powerful to me. So, you made a comment, so I'm just going to stay angry for a while. Then what happened? Well, then I got sick. Uh, I, pardon me? What was your first symptom? Well, the first symptom was
2: I was crying, but I don't cry. You know, okay. I, I don't, uh, you know, I'm a man, you know, we were <laughs> taught we don't cry. Right. And, but I started manufacturing tears and they were streaming out both eyes. And at, at one point, the tear duct on on the right eye got plugged, and then it's and then part of the eye swelled up and it hurt badly, and that precipitated going to the to the surgeon, and he had to go in there and, and basically build me a, a new uh, tear duct. <clears throat> and then while while I was getting through that, then I broke my teeth, and I you know how do you break your teeth? Well, I was so mad I was chomping hard chewing thinking about anger and how pissed off I was. And I, I you know, I, I moved my jaw while I was chewing it and I had broke my teeth. <clears throat> so I've, I've broken my teeth. I've had eye surgery and I think I'm done. I think I'm, I'm coming around. And the day I'm supposed to actually go in uh, to see the, the, the surgeon, uh, I threw a clot. And then I had ended up with a a renal artery infarction. And I I ended up with serious damage to my right kidney. And uh, you want to talk about paying the price for, uh, for being pissed off too long. Uh, I'll raise my hand and say, I'm the guilty guy.
0: Well, I'm going to explain that from a physiological standpoint in a second. So I want to remind this audience that none of this is psychological. This is all physiological. In other words, when you're angry, or your nervous system is activated, it fires up your immune system, it fires, your, it fires up your metabolism. In other words, you're in a fight or flight mode, is sustained. And what I didn't remember from me- medical school, but it's clearly the case, is that when you are under threat or stress, it fires up your immune system, which fires up inflammation. So what happens is that you don't... Did you get an infection from the surgery also? Was that the final thing? or am I, th- I got the infection
2: from the eye surgery.
0: Right, so that's the fourth thing. You end up with an infected eye.
2: Right? Yeah. So yeah. your
0: kidney got partially infarcted. Yep. Your tear duct got plugged. You broke your teeth, and this you you're on a roll.
2: <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I was rolling right along there,
2: and <laughs> uh, when I when I when I threw the clot and, and and clogged the the renal artery, you know, then that caused you know a call to nine one one and get transported, and then. When I was when I was admitted, then I I was exposed to COVID nineteen. Oh right! And at that point, I went into the abyss. I was I was beside myself. I could not think straight. And it's not often that I don't am not able to say something or open my mouth. I could not talk. I was that upset.
0: So from a survival standpoint, you have fight or flight, which you were in, and then you have freeze, and then what's called faint. That's why you couldn't talk because you're flat out from a physiological standpoint. Again, not psychological. Your body goes into a shutdown mode. So let me explain things. So as far as the infection, when you're fired up and you have fired up cytokines, fired up immune system, it sounds like you would actually increase your immunity. You you actually don't. You dramatically compromise your immunity. So the chance of infection goes up because it's inflammatory. And again, we know that Anger and anxiety are actually both inflammatory disorders. They're not psychological. Remember, they, they are a response to stress, not the cause. So it's been clearly shown that anxiety, depression, anger, OCD, bipolar are all inflammatory disorders. So then you get the blood clot. What happens when your body is inflamed, then you've seen this in COVID. People get these blood clots and the reason why they get those because they're hypercoagulable. In other words, your blood clots too easy. So you'll end up throwing classes you would not ordinarily throw because your whole body chemistry is off. So remember, anxiety and anger are just words that describe the state of your body's chemistry. There is a wordplay on anxiety, which is alert, nervous, afraid, angry, paranoid, and terrorized. I mean, there's different different degrees of it, but it's a very powerful response to survive. It's about um about 500,000 times stronger than your conscious brain, and you're screwed. So you can't control your thoughts. You can't control your emotions. But guess what you can control? You can change your body's physiology using the tools that we use. So, Tom, I'm going to stop here for a second. We have a second podcast. I really want to go into the solution to this. But I just want to, let's just summarize this for a second. So you were 28 surgeries in 22 years confronted your anger within two to four weeks you were much better ups and downs of course you kept telling me that you never felt better since you were 30 years old then you started with the round table worked with me we talked about the ring of fire during the round table and i say i, I i've always said it's fine to be in the ring of fire the red ring but how long do you want to stay there so when you told me i'm going to stay there for a while i'm going okay fine then i said be careful so you end up with a renal artery occlusion, renal artery occlusion, hypercoagulable state. You end up with an infection in your eye. You end up with a clogged tear duct, which probably has something to do with coagulation also. And then again, you're compromised with what happens with your body's chemistry that off. You can't think straight and your body. You just get sick. So I honestly wasn't predicting that. Be honest with you. I just said, be careful. I had no idea it could go that far. Oh, plus you broke your teeth. So, I mean... You were uh, were sort of a complete packager for a while. So any, um, so Tom, thanks for sharing the story. You've been very open about this. And to me, we'll talk about the solution here in a second. And you're all over this stuff. I mean, you know this really well. So I just want you to share some of your insights from a patient perspective on the next podcast about how you came out of this thing and how you're doing now. But uh, any final comments about this section here?
2: Well, we're going to talk about this in a minute, but I, uh... I, I had to make a conscious decision uh, once I was recovered enough to talk after I had the COVID-19 exposure. And once I was able to talk, then obviously my my mind was was coming back to me and I was getting calmed down and I was able to start thinking clearly about how I got there and why I was there. And then most importantly, since I was... uh, um, quarantine i had a lot of time to think and process
0: right and this is a little bit the same process you went through initially when you healed the first time right
2: yeah it was it yeah exactly when i got when i healed came out of the out of the chronic pain the first time it was a a a result of resolving the anger right you know of of facing it and and saying yeah I'm i'm finished with this and should have been finished with it a long time ago, but I, I'm done now.
0: Yeah, life is is what it is, isn't it? Yes. Indeed. All right. So and so you're probably angry at me for saying I told you so.
2: <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm kidding. You're right.
0: You, I know. I'm, I'm totally kidding on that one. But, <laughs> um, but here here's the deal. So we're going to talk to Tom in a second about coming out of this thing. But the thing I want the audience to consider is that processing anger—you're not going to solve it. You're not going to fix it, but processing anger effectively is the key to healing. And Tom, and I also will say that once you learn the tools to process your body's chemistry, you actually cannot go backwards. And every time you go through an episode, you come out the other side a little bit stronger because you're a little better at the tools. And that's what I want to talk about in the next podcast that Tom is not only thriving. He's thriving at a level that was way beyond what he was before he just got sick. But that's what happens once you learn the tools you own them and you can use them the rest of your life. But each time you have a crisis is actually an opportunity to get better at the tools. So I'm not trying to minimize your suffering because I'm not very happy about it. I'm I'm, I'm not happy about my suffering either, by the way, I know those people that think, anyway, we'll talk, that's a different story. Anyway, Tom, thank you very much. Appreciate you being so open about this. And I think it illustrates some really, really key points. You're welcome. My pleasure.
1: I'd like to thank our guest, Tom Sullivan, for being on the show today and for sharing his story of how anger over an incident with his neighbor temporarily tipped him from a pain-free, healthy existence to being sick. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to be back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.thedocjourney.com.
0: Thanks for listening today, and join us next week for Back in Control
1: Radio.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire! Huh?